Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. Um, Ty Turley. And we're thinking about adding a theme song. Oh, I was going to say, for the first time, recorded in front of a studio audience. Oh, yeah, that's true. We have a live audience. So <laughs> uh, go online for tickets now. <laughs> <laughs> we would totally sell you a ticket if you want to hear us record this. You can see it in New York or San Francisco. <laughs> for the small cost of getting one of us to New York or San Francisco. <laughs> well, I live in New York. I, right, me. It's there to get me there. <laughs> no, you can watch one of us. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. An offer you shouldn't be able to refuse. Uh, <laughs> uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Bad Boys for Life. Uh, the third installment in a old trilogy. Uh, before we do that, we're going to give our picks for favorite Will Smith movie. Ty, what do you got? Mine is definitely Focus. I love Focus. <laughs> Margo, isn't it Margot Robbie's first movie? I think you're big, big break. Maybe, Ameri- Wall Ameri- maybe Wall Street. Well, no, Wall I, think Street. Was, I think it was before then. Okay. I don't actually know. And it's such a. It's just got so many good reversals. Well, clever twists. Sleight of hand. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's going to be definitely Men in Black. Okay. Yeah. I was, you love it. I do love it. It's interesting. He makes a lot of action movies, or like, but not franchise action movies, really. I don't know. I like got Men in Black uh, and Bad Boys. Yeah. He's got those two now. But he does a lot of like one off ones, like I Am Legend, I Robot. That's because that's he brings the audience. It's impressive. You don't need the, the familiarity to bring the audience. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Bad Boys for Life. Ty, what's your connection to Bad Boys? Besides being one. <laughs> this, it, yeah, it's weird because our first title for this uh, podcast was Bad Boys Review Movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two Bad Boys Review. <laughs> um. What's my? I hadn't seen. I don't think I. Well, I'm pretty sure I went, when they came out, I didn't watch them. Uh, can't really remember. But I watched the first one uh, a couple weeks ago to get ready for this. Yeah, I thought. I think they're funny. It's just good. I think they're good jokes. Well, they're. I mean, they're both so. I mean, they're both funny people. They're comedic. Like Martin Lawrence is so good at the reactions and like. I think his physical performance is really strong. Yeah. The way he kind of slumps his shoulders when bad stuff happens or. Yeah. And then they just put, you know, set up a sort of wild plot line. <laughs> yeah. With the villains are kind of always cartoonish. Definitely. Yeah. Which I think extreme. is kind of funny. Like you could have more of a serious villain, but. Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, and then <laughs> there are spoilers for this one. <laughs> There's spoilers for all of them, but all of our podcasts. <laughs> I don't know about you, you bad boy heads. I don't want to make you too upset. <laughs> okay. Uh, the villain turns out to be his ex lover and her son. So it's his own son. His own son is goes, the villain. It goes Star Wars on us. Wow. Well, <laughs> or uh, Gemini Man. Gemini Man. It's like the same like, plot. Yeah, he's being pursued by someone who's ruthless and cold and a killer just like he is because it is his son it's like it's <laughs> pretty bad it's pretty bad it's pretty bad it's true oh man and the, then, the villain in the, the first one's 
this ridiculous like European dude too. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so silly. Uh, so yeah, they. I guess they. It, it does give them a chance to make a lot of witch jokes, which were very funny. I thought. <laughs> yes the the mom the villain mom is into Catholic mysticism or yes like satanic. Catholic, weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of cutaways to her praying at a shrine. Always. And also when you first meet her, she's ch- chanting like a possessed woman. Yeah, you don't know. It's very creepy. You don't know what's going on there. It's like, uh-oh. This is a horror movie. Yeah, it does. It, it has like the wrong kind of tone. Yeah. And well, okay, you see that movie, and you, or you see that moment in the prison, right? As soon as they pull out the guard... Don't you know? Or I don't, maybe even earlier, you're like she's pulling a Hannibal Lecter. Um, I don't. Well, yeah, I think I. I thought as soon as she didn't, as soon as she ignored the guard, that was when I was like, oh, yeah, well, she's that guard's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Did the chanting possess the guard to the point where she put down her defense stick and like? I think it just shocked her. I don't know. I was like, <laughs> this was weird. It was weird. Not quite. Fully formed. And then I think that the directors in this movie uh, had some interesting stylistic choices. I think two that I will specifically talk about is the Molotov cocktail being thrown on the ambulance. But they show it at such a strange angle or like it's like a weird shot. Do you remember? It's very close up. But it's like everything else is blacked out behind it. You can just see the front of the car. And the flame of the well, don't you think that's just because of the frame? That's because of the framing, not because of any weird. But it's like at a side. It's like a. It's like the angles like turned. I th- I almost felt like. Okay. I don't know. Like it broke the one eighty rule. No, it, I mean it's one. It's like a cutaway shot, but it just looks like it doesn't fit with the rest of the movie. Okay. And the the other one is going to be in the battle at the end when the the police captain. It like turns sideways and then you see her shooting. She's like, she's standing on the side of the theater screen and then it like turns with her and she's shooting up through the floor. I don't even remember that shot. It was very weird to me. Those things didn't bother me. Those two. Yeah. I didn't notice the second one. Oh, there's a moment where they're on a a trike. Yeah. That's what I thought you were going to talk about. Well, it it's I don't know. I thought maybe different cameras were being used or whatever they were using was not mounted properly because it was shaky and kind of hazy and such weird close-ups. Yeah. Like they, they didn't quite have the rig to be a little bit further back and take the shot of them on the motorcycle moving. I mean, it's very hard to do that kind of scene because you have the background that you have to match. And yeah, I mean, you know, you can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. So they just, I think they made a choice that would make it easier. It just looked bad. Yeah, it looked like uh, a little bit lower quality. Yeah. Maybe they shot it wider and zoomed in for some reason. Stuff was inconsistent in the background or yeah. bad. Yeah, maybe. And then they, had, they just had to go with that lower quality. It looked, it, look, it had that kind of, um, there were a few scenes or shots, I guess, in the movie where it had that, uh, that kind of weird t- telenovela HD look that you get on TV sometimes that I hate. Yeah, a too high of a frame rate. Like it was not consistent. I would say. Yeah. Like over, like kind of wet and oversaturated. I don't know. Yeah. There's, I mean, there there are a lot of good jokes about how they're 
story was becoming like a telenovela and, and uh Marcus's character Marcus character was watching telenovelas so I don't know maybe they justified that maybe it was an intentional choice maybe, maybe they like it I don't know uh, and then I mean do you feel like his the interactions with the ammo group the like support policemen made sense like <laughs> one time he's like I can't remember what he calls them. It's like all like the young hot people in the. It's High School Musical with with guns. Yeah, I thought that was a good line. It was a little over the top. I mean, like everything in the movie, but uh, I don't know. The one thing I didn't, I don't know. If I was sure, hundred percent on board with was okay. Actually, now that I'm thinking about, it, I could take an issue with a lot of things in it, but uh, the Asian member of the group just accepts the mom jokes, which. Are extremely like by the end he's making them himself, which I thought was not believable. No, yeah. I don't think anyone would just do that. It'd be offensive. Yeah, it'd be very offensive. And then the the body the bouncer who finally will commit violence at the end. Yeah, I I feel like that's kind of a trope. Yeah, and then he needs therapy and uh, <laughs> group, group therapy, and then he wants group therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess in these, I mean, I haven't seen the second one. In the first one, he has a love interest that doesn't, he, his love, he, there's always these women that I feel like in other franchise movies would be the love interest and you'd see that develop. But in these movies, it just, nothing happens. He's committed. Will Smith's character is committed bachelor. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little unsatisfying. Uh, In the second one, he's dating Martin Lawrence's sister. Gabriel Union. Oh, okay. But it doesn't work out, obviously. But he is dating someone. Does he break up with her? I don't know. I don't think you see it on the screen. Okay. There's like a throwaway line in this movie, like about Martin Lawrence's sister. Yeah. To satisfy that, I think. Yeah, I guess I. it's hard to think of this movie in the same sort of critical eye as other movies. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for what it is, I thought it was very good. I I laughed a lot. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it, it's fun to have that kind of action movie, but still have a good comedy with it. Like if that's not so easy to have comedic lines. Yeah, the, we they set it up that the son gangster is this jujitsu or I don't know whatever kind of martial art or knife at least killing wonder guy. Yeah, yeah. and then they don't ever do that again. I want more of that. I feel like he could have like killed Will Smith so easily if he was really that good at knives and has one you know, strapped to his calf or whatever. Yes. If, okay. Yeah. If they wanted to kill Will Smith, they could have the others. There's the other time where they get trapped by all the people on uh, motorcycles under the bridge or whatever. Yeah. And that's when they, it turns to that sort of high frame rate look. Yeah. But they're all just like riding around him and like shooting once or twice at the vehicle or popping their wheels up on it. But like just unload your, all your clips into the car and they're dead. Yeah. It's not a bulletproof car. No, it's crazy that they're like, oh, what are we going to do? Well, then that other group shows up. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the logistics of it. Cause the car's parked, the other van parks next to the car. And then all of a sudden, all the bad guys are only on one side of them. I don't know. Well, they mow down half the, or not half, a fourth of the bad guys. They clear a path. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Are there other things you liked or disliked about this one, Ty? No, that's good for me. Me too. What will you rate Bad Boys for Life out of five? I'm going to give it a four. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> what are you going to give it? A two. I feel like we've really had a shift in our <laughs> rating system. <laughs> 2020 Ty is so positive. <laughs> I liked it. I had fun. <laughs> I forgot my problems for, for two hours. Okay. I, that's what we're doing here. Um, what else do you want to recommend uh, that you've been watching, reading, or listening to? Why don't you do the recommendation first today? Give you a little time to think? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for me, I'm going to recommend a stand-up special on Amazon uh, by Rob Delaney, who is in Catastrophe. And it's, a, it's interesting to see how close the character in Catastrophe acts like him in real life. <laughs> but yeah, just like I feel like you could really see the correlation between the two people. Where I would guess in the writing of the character, they tried to keep it very naturalistic, and that was fun. Well, he made it. I mean, he it's, made it's it. him. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I bet he wrote it. So I think you could see he kept himself yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't trying to do a a different character. That's fun. Okay, I didn't know that came out. Yeah, I'll check that out. He was in Bombshell, wasn't he? Yes. So good. In it, yeah, it was great. He was fine. <laughs> I love seeing him everywhere though, because he makes me so happy. He's very funny. I think. Uh, I just watched Fleabag. Whoa! Season two is better than season one for sure. They're both a bit nihilistic, but all right. <laughs> She's a good writer. She's clever. Well, her characters. I think I loved how she develops and fleshes out characters. Yeah, I, Fleabag's pretty good. Okay, let's wrap up there. Thanks for joining us for an episode of Two Brothers Review the Podcast. I'm Reed Turley. I'm Ty Turley. The applause sign is flashing and yet nothing. Yeah. What the heck, audience? No, no, no laugh track today. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Bye. Oh, that was good. We got claps. We did get claps. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.